One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, base flat, base flat, base flat. Hey, Steven, what's up? Uh, not a lot of man. What's up with you? I wanted to start a short little thing called Bayes Blast. I run into a lot of things like on Less Wrong or ACX or just generally in the rat sphere, Twitter, wherever, on discords. And they're like really neat little interesting things. And I kind of want to talk about them. But ultimately, they don't have like an entire episode of material in them. They're just like cool little things. And I was like, you know what? I think it'd be neat just to like tell someone about these cool little things in five, 10 minute little blast episode. Put that out. See how that flies. What do you think about this idea? I like it. I have the I have a similar problem where, you know, I'll find something. I'm like, oh, this is fun. But I could summarize it in five minutes. And like, yeah. maybe there's stuff to, like to stretch it in an episode to be just that a stretch. Right. We'll see how this works. I'm going to be reaching out to various people for this stuff. So it isn't always you. So you can have like kind of a break. I think I should open it up to people on Discord too. So maybe like if anyone on the Discord would be interested in participating in a Bayes Blast, uh, I'll set up like a chat for it. And uh, you can just let me know that, hey, I'd be up for being blasted. And then if I ever come up with something, I'll just post in there like, hey, anyone around for a blast? And if so, then we can jump into a room and I just blast at them real quick. I don't know. Something like that. Is Are, are you... Are we still doing phrasing? Is that still a thing? <laughs> I love phrasing. Uh, I think this is part of the fun of the bass blast. I was just making sure you were self-aware of what this sounded like. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. But also, it's a quick little blast of information, right? Yes. All right. So I'm going to do the first bass blast right now where I blast you with some Bayesianism stuff. How do you? How does that sound? I want to say something gross, like I'm ready to receive it or something, but <laughs> uh, I, I am excited. Let's do it. All right, cool. This is a very recent thing. On Less Wrong, there is a post called In Defense of Chatbot Romance. This is by Kaj. Okay. Socha. Socha. And is Kaj correct? I believe so. I've heard him on podcasts. It's like one intro. Here's my guest. And it's always Quick that. name, run by, and then, then it's two and a half hours of never hearing their name again. So, Okay. So here we go. In Defense of Chatbot Romance by Kaj. Uh, Kosh points out that recently there have been various anecdotes of people falling in love or otherwise developing an intimate relationship with chatbots, and then posts a number of examples of that. Kaj then says, uh, I boiled this down a little, so it goes faster. From what I've seen, a lot of people seem to find this uncomfortable and scary, uh, sometimes even including the chatbot users. Personally, I think this seems like a good and promising thing. First, while a chatbot romance likely isn't going to be as good as a real romance at its best, it's probably still significantly better than a real romance at its worst. I think that's a really, really low bar. Comparing something lame at its 100% peak to something great at its 0% valley is lowering that bar really low to, to just, you know, trot over. You say it's something great, but we've both been in really bad relationships. I've been in abusive relationships, and I 100% agree that a great chatbot romance would absolutely be better than a abusive relationship. Oh, I, I do too. I'm just saying that that's not the bar we should be aiming for. Eh, it, it depends. All right, let's hear the rest of the case. Some people just have awful luck with dating or keep getting in abusive relationships, and so they've given up on dating altogether. For someone like that who can't find a good human partner, maybe having a romance with a chatbot will make you happier than being entirely alone. I think this is unobjectionably true. I mean, I... Considering what you're funging against. Right. I, that's the thing, though, is I feel like you're... The target that you're funging against is just so... I don't know. So I guess... We're saying this as people in, in great, happy relationships. Like, there's people who don't have that. No, no. I. But I mean, even in bad relationships, I guess... Yes, I'm saying that it's better than things that it's worse. I just feel like it's weird to compare the two. But... Is it better than nothing? Definitely. Pro probably. I wonder how well this section thing I would want more data on before I could get behind because talking with 
you know, certainly with like chat GTP is where I do most of my chatbot talking. It's not like talking with a person that much. I guess I don't really treat it like a person when I'm using it. But if I were, I guess I could imagine texting with somebody like that, right? Um, Well, it's like a palliative thing. Using opioids at its best is definitely better than being in pain without any pain relief at its worst, right? Even though ideally people wouldn't be in pain and wouldn't need opioids. Yeah, I think the analogy there is the other way, though. But I like a chatbot is the opioids for relationships. It's not as good having one, but it's better than the pain of being alone. It's being doped up on opioids is better than being in pain. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I I can get behind that case a bit. What I would be curious about, though, I can easily imagine an outcome where this actually hinders like real social development. Ooh, we'll get to that, too. That's part of this thing. Okay. The second point, it says that talking to a chatbot takes the worst bit off of your loneliness. Maybe it even makes you feel that you don't need to have a relationship, even if you would still like to have one. That might substantially improve your chances of getting into a relationship with a human, since the thought of being turned down wouldn't feel quite as frightening anymore. I think this is a common thing that people who seem desperate for stuff have a hard time getting it. And it's not until you're like, you know what, fuck it, I don't care, I can be alone, that you stumble into a relationship because then you aren't giving off desperate vibes. There's definitely part of that. There's the other part of, I think, just it's like a heavy social proof thing where like if you're in a relationship, somebody who might be interested in you might be more inclined to be interested because the fact that you're in a relationship is proof that you're clearly not a murdering psychopath or at least a strong <laughs> evidence of that, right? Totes. I think I've used the analogy before, but it's like, that's why it's easier to find a job when you have one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wonder if there's any amount of me talking to chat GTP that would, you know, make me less scared to talk to girls. I hear that there's some chat bots that are, are running off the chat GPT interface, but have like some little extra things in front that uh, are better than chat GPT for this. And I forget what they're called. I think it's linked in the article. This Replica. Is... That's it. Okay. Do you think that this is the sort of thing that like would make you better at approaching a real human in, you know, meat space and talking to them? Possibly. Okay. He says, third, chatbots might even make humans into better romantic partners overall. One of the above quotes was from a person who felt that he got such unconditional support and love from his chatbot girlfriend, it improved his relationship with his wife. That's interesting. Hmm. You know, it's it's one data point, but... right. If you're getting some needs met by a robot that's better at meeting those needs, then you don't have to put quite as much stress on your romantic partner. This is actually one of the things I often bring up as a pro for polyamorous relationships. You don't put everything that you need out of a relationship on just one person, and that's a lot of stress. You can spread things out a bit. Some people are better at like being confidants of emotional things. Some people are better at being like sexually supportive. Different people are better at different things. And if you spread out the load, it's it's easier, I think. <laughs> but um, the load. Um, <laughs> oh, so, some people. But your chatbot can help with that if you're a monogamous person. Yeah. So, some people like hiking, you know, and some people don't. And yeah. It's like, well, I sometimes yeah. feel outdoors, sometimes I don't. Yeah. I wonder. I can see it being kind of like um, therapeutic, right? You know, it's exactly. like, and and then there's the idea of like, okay, look, I just talked about the thing that's been worrying me and look at that i wasn't judged or freaked out by it how you know the the result wasn't cataclysmic this this could reinforce the habit that you know it's safe to talk about stuff without the world won't end if you bring something up or whatever totes hmm Going into a different direction, Kaj says, I don't mean to argue that all types of emotional needs could be satisfied with a chatbot, so it seems unlikely that the chatbot would make the person satisfied enough that they'd stop looking to have that need met. Basically, chatbots aren't going to replace humans. They're just going to be like a supplement. Wasn't this a movie with Scarlett Johansson? (laughs) Her? Yes. It was, yes. I never saw it. I saw it 
just recently. It was actually pretty decent. It, it had some interesting things about it. Maybe we can talk about it at oh, some cool. time. All right. Akash says, people are looking at this from the perspective of a chatbot being a competitor for a human romantic relationship, because that's the closest category they have for a thing that toxin people might fall in love with. But maybe this isn't the right category to put chatbots in, and we shouldn't think of them as competitors. After all, people can also have pets who they love and feel supported by, but few people will stop dating just because they have a pet. You can insert the joke about the cat lady here, but seriously, everyone recognizes that pets are not exactly human replacements, even if they can help. If Totally. situations. Yeah, I think that, I think that's a valuable analogy. I wonder who it is that Kaj is thinking of that is comparing this to replacing real people. I'm, I'm picturing it more like supplementing. Yeah. It's better to take a daily vitamin, you know, than not eat that day or something, right? Maybe it's like, mm-hmm. look, it's not real food, but it's better. It's a little better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's probably a lot better than nothing. There's one more part that I'm pulling out here. He says, the kind of people who are drawn to fiction writing have for a long time already created fictional friends in their heads while also continuing to date, marry, have kids and all that in the future. We might see chatbot companions as just another entity who we can love and who can support us. This particularly resonated with me because in college during my darkest hours, I had sort of an imaginary relationship, which I knew was imaginary, but also did help me. And it turns out that I am one of these creative artistic people, I guess. And also we all have parasocial relationships now with YouTube creators or Twitch streamers or podcasters or whatever. So this might be just a way to have that kind of thing with something that can talk back to you directly and personally in a much more dedicated way. I mean, certainly it's a two-way conversation. I guess my reaction to this, rather than draw it out into a whole long thing, is that this is an interesting proposal. I don't know if I'm sold. I like the I think I like the therapy practice more than the relationship replacement, which I mean, a therapist is a kind of relationship, but exactly like it's not, you, you specifically mentioned romance. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't know how candles could ever come into play here. So I'm not sure what <laughs> romantic would mean here. When I picture romance, I picture, you know, intimacy, you know, physical often, intimacy. often physical intimacy, yeah. you know, sharing, you know, your deepest, darkest secrets, you know. It's, you could do that with a, a AI girlfriend. You could do that part, but it's like, yeah. I don't know. There's actually a fun episode of House like this where the guy has like a realistic sex doll. Uh, mm. And it's like his girlfriend that he loves and takes care of and stuff. I think that the episode treats it nicely, but there is something that like, oh, this guy probably, this isn't the best use of his romantic energy. Um, yeah, I, and I agree. And there will always be some dysfunctions. Like we have the cat ladies, but that's okay, I guess. Yeah, no, I think uh, better than nothing. Uh, I, it's an interesting, I'll, I'll have it's to, an interesting I'll, perspective. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll, I'll have to noodle it. I've just been yeah. blasted. I need some time to ingest and process this. So Exactly. And that is exactly the point of the blasts. All right. Thank you. Bye.